Boom, boom. That's not how that works. Hey, y'all, this is Trudy. Hello, friends. This is Louisa, better known as Weez. And you're listening to That's Not How That Works. This show is about diversity, inclusion, and equity and how these things show up or don't in the coaching and personal development industry and our broader communities. So if you like what you hear, join us in our Facebook group to continue the conversation. Enjoy the show. Hey, y'all. Hello, friends. What's up? Welcome to this episode of That's Not How That Works. That's not how that works. Boom. How's it going, I think please? that's that's going to be, I need to find us a, ta- like a, like a thing, you know, like a, like a little a jingle, jingle uh, something. Maybe we got a jingle writer out there. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you are a jingle writer, holler at us. We need like a, like that little sound bit, like a. We can do a competition. Something. Thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reach out. Let us know, let us know that you write little ditties. Doesn't have to be anything wild. Just a quick little like boom, boom. That's not how that works. Like I don't know. Figure it out. I'm not a jingle writer. Not the jazz hands at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, they can't see me. That's right. <laughs> jazz hands. Oh my god. I want it to me. feel like there are jazz hands. <sighs> Anyways, how's it going? Hi. Anything new? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So exciting. So you knew this. Well, you knew when I did it. And I think there's like literally five people that know this is a thing. But last year at some point, I think actually it's I was talking to you and I was like, we were talking about social impact and like where we see like our skill sets, like really being able to move the needle forward and also like longevity. And I already knew last year this time. So this is like perfect episode that we're about to have. But that last year this time I was like, I'm tired. Like, I think we talk about it a lot, but unless you do just educate any teacher educator in general knows this feeling, but especially when you're providing that type of uh, education at the intersection of like personal transformation. And then the third intersection of like holding people in the unpacking of all of their socialization and white supremacy and all of those things. It's an emotional, mental, psychological exhaustion that like, if you're in it, you get it right. This is why we all like, you know, our text message conversations probably make no sense to anyone else, but like we get it. So about this time last year, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this like this for for much longer. I think for a lot of people, they think and we've said this so many times, right? Like a lot of folks jumped into the work in 2020, but like we're double digit years into this work in in various ways. And so I was like, you know what? All I really want to be able to do, I want to be able to use my ability to connect people and build community and network and like vet things and all of that. I just want to be able to do good things in the world and the revolution needs funding. So I want to be able to raise a lot of money and give it to folks who are already doing the things, right? Who are closest to the pain or the problem in the specific places. And I still want to run like my scholarship and found, you know, my mentorship programs and things like that. So from there, I was like, well, there's a way to get that done. Well, that's a family foundation. So I applied for a family foundation last year. And at the very end of the year, I got my determination letter. So the Duran Family Foundation is a real thing. Congratulations. I know. I like, it's not like real, real yet. Like it's real, but it's not real in my body. The paperwork is real. The paper, the the legality of it is very real. Like You have created the space for it. Correct. 
I'm like, it's wild to me that I can say any amount of money, like you can donate any amount of money from a dollar to $10 million and you get a tax write-off. I can give you a letter that says that we are like a 501c3 status. It is a tax write-off and here are the good things I'm going to do in the world or here are the good things that I'm going to do with your money for other folks that are already doing good things in the world. Like part of it is also because I was like, the government is not going to be like, wait, what? You want to break systems of oppression through healing for marginalized folks in various forms of healing, like and increase like your equitable footprint. They're going to be like, no, 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 like no. no. But they instead said, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm still like kind of floating on that. I'm like, fuck, like I have a family foundation. Like I did the thing. That is so cool. I'm so happy for you. So proud. Yes. And I think this goes to like something that we spoke about a lot in like early episodes about people's role in the movement and like how your work isn't this fixed thing that you do like the same over and over and over all the time. You don't have the emotional capacity (laughs) to, especially if you do any kind of like impact work, like social impact work, like it is exhausting in all the ways that you said, right? So transitioning from in that nonprofit world, we call direct service, right? Where you are directly doing all of the things, facilitating all of that change. Direct service work can't happen without like systems work and institutional work. And unfortunately, the institutions that we have are not great. So that impacts how direct service work is done. But if we can have more foundations and nonprofits and institutions and things like that, that are designed in a way that is equitable, that is anti-racist, that is all the things, the implications that that will have for the on the ground work to happen is just like so significant. It's hard to really just say with words, like, but as someone who worked in direct service for a long time, where the money came from and like what the stipulations and support was from that foundation significantly impacted how the work can be done. And of course, like you said, you'll always be doing, have some kind of direct connection to the community, but like moving into that space, it's literally your role in the movement is evolving and it's now about like funding and supporting and creating structure. You're so cool. You're so smart, Weez. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm just trying to be like you. I know it's it's kind of wild to even now be able to say like one of my homegirls whose work really revolves around like changing the face of tech and like how to change like oppressive algorithms and technology and this or the other has an institute or has an initiative rather that she started with, you know, one of her really good friends, both like left tech years ago to do this. And of course, their number one thing is like, God, we could do so much more if we had the funding, if we had this, if we had that. And they're like. Anyone who started a nonprofit, because I've also done that, like knows it is not easy. People just think you can like crop up with a nonprofit. That's not how it works at all. But like to be able to say like, okay, well, let's set up a fiscal sponsorship relationship. Y'all are telling me that you have this, you know, this institute actually in Ireland, super randomly, that says that they want to fund what you're doing because they believe in it. But that's a lot of money for them to like fund to, you know, to, to funnel through y'all. So they need the incentivization of, you know, cause they have American holdings. So they get an American tax write blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, that's super easy. Fiscal sponsorship done. 
to even be able to have that, like that power to say, like, I don't have to raise money for you. I don't have to do anything. We just set up a very formal fiscal sponsorship relationship. They become your funder, but you are now taking advantage of like the, the structure that I've now built. I don't know. It's kind of weird. You've yeah. I'm still it. like settling into shit. it, but anyways, I'm, I, yeah, but I'm it. like, is you that the right words? That. Did I, yes. I, I know I did that, but like, did I build it? No. Yes, I did. So you, you built it's, the it's, space and now you're going to build it's, the structure it's, for it. Yes. It's, it's just wild. So I'm here, I'm doing that. I'm really excited. I hope, you know, at some point, once I figure out some more things, like I don't know what you're doing yet. I already have an idea to pitch you. Don't okay, you worry. <laughs> <laughs> you said to pitch you. Perfect. I love that even more. I don't I even have to think about it, it. Actually, I'm. I'm probably. I probably will. <laughs> but yeah. So super, super exciting. And it's kind of one of those things where you know we both hopped on this morning and we're like, "Yo, I don't want to do nothing. I'm uninspired." Like, and I'll let you say what you told me, and then I'll jump in. But we had a very similar vibe this morning. And so for that to be where we're both at and then for this to happen and some of the things that are happening for you, it's like, you know, I'll just tell the listeners very candidly, like we were like, oh, we have we always have a running list of things we're going to talk about. But this morning was very like, nah, we need to like, you know, call an audible and and talk about something very different. That's also just very real. So we hop on. What'd you tell me this morning? <laughs> I said that last night, I will say first preface this because you you know that like since the beginning of the year, I have been kind of in almost like a energetic purgatory, which is a strange place for me to be because the beginning of the year for me is usually like fire. Like I am like all in my projects are planned. Like I'm so excited about all the things. And this year was very different. The last couple of weeks I've been like, something ain't right. Something ain't clicking. It was really hard for me to get going because of course I have the goals, like the ideas of what I want to create. It's just like the how. And I literally text my team last night and was like, all of the stuff that we plan, all the new stuff that we plan, I'm canceling. <laughs> like we had a couple of different projects that we were going to take on a couple of different launches, things that we were going to try that like, just started to feel like a lot, like you know that feeling like, oh, we're doing too much. I do. <laughs> it was just like that. And as soon as it came to me, because I've been toiling over the last couple of days, like, what is it? Something's not clicking. What is it? What is it? And I'm like listening to like podcasts and books and like trying to get some kind of clarity on how I'm feeling. And then it just, it just clicked in like, oh, you're just doing too much. And all these things that you're stressed about, you actually don't need to they don't need, you don't even need to do them. Like you just need to shift a couple things and focus on the amazing programs that you've built, leave plenty of space to take inspired action. That was really the thing because, you know, for us, the book is coming out this year, like in a couple, not this year, in a couple months, everybody go buy your pre-order copy, please, <laughs> please go pre-order the anti-racist business book. <laughs> I mean, she can ask, I'm demanding it. I know, please on that. Go do it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like the book's coming out, like we're planning to be at these book festivals and all this. And I just want to be open to like, whatever comes up from that, you know, whatever kind of collaborations and opportunities and things that happen in the world that I can just respond to. If we're, if we have a tightly booked calendar, if something comes up to take action on that, like is going to be this big burden, Right. So why not just plan for some amazing things to happen and just leave this space for it to happen? That's my vibe this year. 
Yeah. Which I love because I then responded and said, it's so funny you said that because I sent a Slack message to my team at the end of last week that said, don't send anything. Don't do anything. I'm scrapping everything, restructuring other things and changing all dates and pricing for everything. Talk to you Tuesday. Like that's literally what I did. And everyone was like, wait, what? And I was like, just trust me. Like, trust me. Because I mean, thankfully, you know, folks that work with us specifically, literally with us know that the type of work that we do is partially, yes, it's planned and it's structured. And the other reality is that we're responding not only to people, but we're responding to social change and like the way that society moves and we're responding and so on and so forth. And we're also honoring ourselves and all of that. So it's not like this is like out of the norm, but they were just like, literally, cause like a week before that, I was like, here's a Google doc of all the things and here's what we're doing and the dates and the this and the that. And like, don't worry about it. I already changed everything on Teachable and on the website. Like, Cause everyone knows like I'll go rogue and get inspired at 11. And once I start, like that's it. And I wake up and everything's done and they're like, what is happening? I just want to point out something that I think is hilarious. This is also one of the reasons that you and I are great, like collaborators on projects, but we could never like run a full business together because both of us would be like trying to change our minds all the time. Correct. (laughs) This is why we have to have separate businesses that do a lot of things together. But this is also why, so that people fully understand, like, you know, we said on the, on the last episode, like the beauty of, of the way that we work and the vulnerability and the transparency and the trust, like we could not be fully who we are if we didn't have that, because there are times that like, I've done things and I'm like, hi, I did a thing last night. And you're just like, okay, or vice versa, or it'll be like, we go through six different versions. And then one of us sits with it and we're like, okay, wait, how about this? Also, I may have already created all of the copy and like, if you're good with it, we can just hit send, like whatever. It works like as a- As As a a collaboration. As a collaboration. But yeah, there would probably be, there would just be like a lot of confusion for everyone else if we actually were in one business. It would be a hot ass mess. They'd be like, well, we just said this, but Trudy turned around and said this. And then we'd both be like, well, I mean, they're both right. Like, which one do y'all want to do? And they'd be like, (laughs) what? Fuck (laughs) y'all. Like, just give us an answer. But yeah, no. So effectively, I did the exact same thing. And for two very well, a couple of reasons. One, I knew that like I got that determination letter from the foundation. And so I was like, obviously, you know, you have to start implementing and fundraising. Yeah, that's a job. It's like just setting up this foundation to actually operate is going to be a full time job. Exactly. It's a full time job. So now I have a full time job, which I want. I want this job. I want to be like a thousand years old doing this job, actually. Well, I say that now, but again, right, like everything evolves, like holler at me in two years. We might be talking about something different. But right now, this is, this feels so right and so aligned and like where I want to be. And so that meant that I had to make changes. Like I'm still running the crash course, for example, but instead of doing a call every single week, like I will see y'all every two weeks, but it needs to be equitably priced because of that. So like, I literally had to restructure everything. I had to change also all the dates. Cause I was like, I'm going to do all of my active teaching that's planned in the first six months of the year, because then that gives me six months to be behind the scenes doing stuff for the foundation. So that by the time the summer hits, I hopefully will be able to really transition. And again, I don't know what'll happen. Like the courses will still be the courses. I'm sure I'll figure something out. But to your point, like I want to be able to just do the foundation thing and 
take inspired action, create this kind of content that, you know, do the podcast, like do the things that allow me to continue to connect and be in community and network and then just run the foundation. So for that to happen, that meant I had to like unplan the last six months of my year. So how do I do that without burning also the fuck out in the first six months? Everything had to change. So this is something that like I miss, right? Like for those of you who've been listening for a while, you might remember that for like four years, I ran a program called Be a Boss. And this was one of the conversations that we'd have. I'm actually really thinking about the content from that body of work and how important it is. And one of the conversations that we would have is like, what is the cost of the life that you want? And not just like the financial cost. And the fact is, is that the life that you want is going to cost you the life that you have. So if you want to be this foundation and you want to do like that, that's your full-time work, it's going to cost you the way that you've been doing business for the last year. Same with me, right? Like if I want to be this author and look for more opportunities to do that kind of writing and speaking and creating that's going to mean that I can't be coaching four days a week. You know what I mean? Like seeing clients. I've been thinking about this a lot, but I think for the opportunity that I am kind of faced with is that we have built this institute for equity-centered coaching and that the way that that needs to operate does need to be pretty regular and cyclical. And so I really need to be a leader of that and have people who have that kind of setting for like, you know, schedule and consistency and do that kind of work to be the people like running it, that they don't have to be like counting on me to be inspired (laughs) to do something. So in order for me to work the way I want to work, like it's going to cost me this year getting really intentional about like having amazing certification programs and enrollment process and team. So that needs to be the focus. I can't just be doing both, which was the original plan for this year. Honestly, I don't even want to, whether it was feasible or not. I don't want to. One. Two, you said intention, which I think is really important because this is the message that I, if nothing else, this is what I want people to walk away from. We are capable of making these like fast pivots and quick decisions and, you know, just like kind of talking about it so leisure in a leisure-like fashion because we've done so much work first on ourselves to like just totally reprogram, break our societal shackles and get to a place of saying, not only do I run a like decolonized people first, you know, values first business, I myself have also done the work to be able to like stand in that. I have no fear. There's no fear and there's no doubt in my mind of like, well, if I scrap everything that I've been doing, like I'm not going to be successful or I'm not going to be this or I'm not going to be that. Like, One, my definition of success looks wildly different than whatever we've been fed as children, right? There's that. I've built my own definition of success. But two, I know that I am so authentically in alignment with the business that I run and what I do in the world. That's actually a reflection of me as a human. So any decision I make, I'm like, I'm going to be good. Because you're in alignment. Exactly. Everything that I do is in authentic alignment. Every system and processy that I have, because let's also be clear. I feel like I have to say this every time we talk about it, decolonizing business or like being inherently anti-capitalistic does not mean you don't have operations and structures and systems and policies and procedures because you need structure. Without that, you have chaos and chaos doesn't get shit done. So you still need all those things. You just, they're rooted in different values and ideals, right? They're like, they decenter whiteness. And so because I already, I know those things, I operate from that basis. You operate from that basis. 
Hell, we literally teach those things, right? Any pivot we make, it's like, well, it doesn't matter what pivot I make because I'm already so in sync and in tune and in alignment with those structures and those policies that they move with me whenever I move. So like, there's no fear. Some people were like, oh my God, but what if it doesn't work? I'm like, what do you mean? Of course it's going to work. Like, why, why wouldn't it work? Also, what does that even mean? Like that people need to let go of that. Like what defines working or not? Like it's all just part of the process. Like it's all just, you know. Exactly. And that's why I said, I said, well, I trust the process. And again, it's what, how are you defining success for yourself? For me, being able to run the foundation and the foundation being able to do what I created it to do is success. I don't need to have a LLC that is doing X amount of numbers and a two point, you know, 2.5 kids and the white picket fence and like all of those things. Like I actually don't even want those. Like I'd like condos all over the world and I'd like to be able to travel all the time. Like, ew, who wants you? Who wants that? Maybe you do. And that's fine. Cool for you. Not my version of success, right? Not my version of working. So that's the other thing is like white supremacist capitalism has really taught us that like, the success or the working is in the like dollar production or is in the end goal. And if you divest from that, you realize it like the, for me, the working and the success is in, what do I learn? What connections do I build? Like what, how do I move the needle forward? Even if it's just in 2022, even if the family foundation doesn't raise more than $50, if I raised $50 and put $50 in somebody's pocket to do something good with, like I did the thing. And I'm cool with that because guess what? You can always go back to the previous system. I can always go back to the coaching all the time and all the courses and the this and the that and the other. I can always go back to that, but I'm okay not doing that. In fact, I'm very excited to not do that. I'm excited about all of it, about doing less, about creating more space, but about doing things that are like really intentional and impactful. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, for, for people listening, this is one of those call to actions of like, we tell y'all a lot of times, like you need to subscribe to our newsletters. Like you need to like really be following what we're doing. And I think this year more than ever, I know for me is the year where like, we've been educating y'all for years and I'm going to start putting a little bit of pressure on y'all. Like there's a lot of, of the learning happening, which I love. There's a lot of the consuming happening, which is cool. But what are you doing? And if you don't know what to do, then this is how, this is one of the things that you can do. Make sure that you are following, intentionally following Trudy and myself. I can't speak for other folks because a lot of people, it's the beginning of the year and I don't know what everyone else's shifts are right now, but we'll just say. Follow Trudy and Weez. Make sure you are subscribed to our newsletters. Make sure that your newsletters are on your like must-see list. And when we send y'all opportunities to be involved in community, when we send you opportunities to, to spread information, when we send you opportunities, whether it's to donate or whether it's just to like tell somebody that this is a program that's being offered through the foundation or through Trudy's Institute, do those things like, or even share a podcast episode. That's what I'm saying. Like do the sharing. Even sharing is a thing, but we need to start getting actionable in our commitments to equity. And part of that actionability is like social climate changes. We change as people. We evolve. Like what do we have capacity for? What do we not have capacity for? Like, but I'm telling you the easiest thing you can do for now is make sure you are tuned in to the folks that you know, that you have built 
the rapport or relationship with enough to trust the work that they do and the messages that they're sending and who they're aligning with, because we're going to make it way easier for you to start getting actionable and be effective in your ability to participate in social change. So good. Yeah. A lot less risk, a lot more reward. Absolutely. So I have something to share, something personal to share, and it's inspiring a question. So you've changed things in your business. What about in your personal life? What are you trying to make more space for in your personal life? Oh, my bae, boo. Like for sure, my relationship. Yeah, so, well, and not just from the perspective of like spending more time with my partner, but there's actually a lot of stuff that we want to do together that maybe we'll get housed under the foundation. Maybe we'll become its whole own thing. But one of the things that we, we have a lot of like visions for, ways that we can kind of blend the things that we both love to specifically impact kids. And so making room for those things that we want to do together. And then the other thing is making, making room for, because right now we're both just like very busy and we make it work, but making room to just be still together. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean like not doing anything, but not making our time be something that's like, okay, you have to work out you know, cause you're training for a thing. So like I'll match my workout schedule to yours. Like that's how, you know, you find ways to spend time together, but like, that's very different than like, we have a couple hours that we both don't have anything planned intentionally. So like, let's go take a walk. Like, let's go do a thing. Yeah. Just to be like in the moment, just to be in the moment and be really present to each other. And also finding a way to do that amidst, you know, Omicron, with the people that, that I love. Yeah. What about you? I love that. So after a whole long time of not doing this, like years and years and years, I have decided to go back into martial arts. <gasps> Yay. So I actually, right now, I don't know if you can see, I put makeup on it. So I have like a big old bruise under my chin right now. <laughs> I'm so here for this. If I was literally back on the mat, yesterday yes what kind of martial arts are you going into so judo i did when i was a when i was i did a lot of martial arts different styles of martial arts but my favorite is judo maybe because that's where i started Um, but i studied judo for a long time i competed i competed in national competitions like it was a big thing um, there were people from my judo club that went on to like train for Olympics. And, like it was, it was really serious. So yeah, after not doing it for a long time, I decided to make that kind of my personal thing. Cause I'm not just going to do something just to do it. You know what I mean? Like there needs to be, I need motivation. I need some kind of like achievement. I'm very motivated by that. So it has always been a dream of mine to complete my black belt in to, you know, to get a black belt in this discipline. So I have put myself back on the mat and committed to joining this club. I'm very excited. I'm hoping Kennedy falls in love with it too, so that we can do it together. I mean, I selfishly would rather he fall in love with boxing, but it's whatever. Well, so Kennedy is boxing and he's going to continue to box. And I'm probably going to join the boxing gym just for like the cardio piece of it, but not to like compete, but I'm actually considering competing in martial arts. No, but you should do that. That way, when I come to visit also, we can train together. Oh yeah, we can go. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. This is amazing. I'm so here for this. This is 
it's making me feel like I should probably stop saying things like I'm too old to go back to fighting because you're never too old. That was my story for a long time. Ignore. I'm just going to I'm sending this picture. Ignore the belt because the woman was like, you can put on your regular belt because you still know all the things. I was like, OK, great. In the picture I had on a borrowed key. <laughs> yeah, that's so amazing. I'm very excited. I'm, let me tell y'all. Can I'm going to tell you a secret? Tito doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm just going to tell you. So like it has been very difficult for me to get into the gym just like for the wedding. But this is like really motivating. You know how some people like they, they set a wedding date and they're like always in the gym and it's like a big thing. Like I couldn't even get myself to do it regularly. But this I'm like so ready to go. <laughs> oh, my God. This picture is amazing. I feel like we should reopen the Facebook group just so that we can post this in there. It's so funny. This is so good. I love this. <gasps> I'm so excited for this. A little attitude and the and the and the knee bend. I yeah. y'all this I can't. <laughs> you I don't catch the angles. I'm I've so... been having to have more photos lately, so now I'm <laughs> like a lot more comfortable in front of the camera. I love it. I'm so excited. You know what I find like super interesting? This is again like. This is why community, this is like a left turn in my brain that just happened. So follow me, y'all. This is why like community and surrounding yourself with folks who, while you are like evenly yoked, are like, you know, maybe more masterful in certain parts of their their life, so to speak, because you have always been really good, in my opinion, Tito and Kennedy and the kids might say differently, but in my opinion, compared to me, at least you've been really good at being like, I need to do X. I need to make space for the family. I need to make space for me and Tito. I need to make space for all of the children's like in different ways. So like, yes, I'm working. Yes, I'm doing the things and I'm building, but I'm making space for that. And then I'm making space for myself. And yeah, I know it's like been like, okay, I'm going to paddleboard. I'm going to do these things. But like, that's harder for you versus for me. It's like, I will always make space for boxing and training. Like when the pandemic took that from me and granted, I know it's been worse for other people, but we're talking about my mental health right now. So when the pandemic took that from me, like that was really hard for me. Like it was really hard for me to not have that thing because that's been the one thing for me that I've always been committed to. I've always prioritized, like I've said on numerous other occasions, like Boxing saved me in a lot of ways when I was younger and it's, you know, it's my safe place and blah, 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 but like was not good at making space for the people, you know, and thankfully have friends and family and chosen family that were like, we know what you're doing. We see what you're doing. Like you show up when we need you. So like, it's okay. Um, and I've always been like, it's not okay, but like, thank God that y'all are like graceful and gracious and like patient and all the other things. And that's always been something that I'm like, I need to figure out like how you do that thing. Right. And so I think it's just interesting to me that in this phase, as we evolve in our businesses and evolve in like other ways, it's like those two things that we both looked at the other person and been like, man, good for you. Like, you're so good at that. It's like now we're creating space to like be able to like commit to that thing, which I think is just an important thing to say out loud because I know a lot of folks look at us and they're like, they've got it figured out and they've done so much healing and they've done so much work and like they don't have more to work on. And this is literally why we tell y'all that this work is forever. The work on yourself, the work on, you know, dismantling all of your programming on literally breaking up with all of the systems and like finding new ways and having it just be like a new authentic like you is forever. 
And you're always going to be able to go deeper and you're always going to be pulling back layers of the onion. But I think it's just, I say all that to say, it's really important to be in community with folks that like, let's say have that stronger skill set in that way, because it's like, it's always that reminder of like, it is possible. Like that person is modeling it for me on a regular basis. You know, like even down to like, there's been times where we're supposed to record or we're supposed to hop on a call and you're like, you know what? Like I did not spend, you know, intentional time with Kennedy today or I was supposed to yesterday and didn't like, can we reschedule so that I can be present for him? And I'm, of course I'm always like, yeah, sure. No problem. But like, that's always been really dope to watch, but I know has like been a, something that I've, I've needed, you know, like to, to have you model that of like, yeah, I can, I can do both. So I'm modeling a lot of my stuff after that. I think it's like, for me, I, grappled with the idea of like balance, right. And, and started to understand that balance wasn't something that you could measure in like, by like the day, right. Like, you know, like work-life balance isn't like you work for a certain number of hours a day and then be with the family for a certain number of hours a day. Like if you're trying to measure balance in that way, you're going to lose every single time for me, like thinking about balance, across long periods of time is the thing that has allowed me, I think, to get at what you're describing, right? Like, just kind of be like, okay, like maybe the weekend, like this weekend, I think with the exception of the text message that I sent to my team was spent, especially Friday. Cause I like, you know, kind of tapped out on Friday. We don't see clients on Friday. So I was with Tito, like we were probably in the same room for the vast majority of like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But like this week, I have a full day tomorrow. I have a full day, you know, I have a full day the rest of the week. And then we're, you know, getting, getting prepared to go to Puerto Rico. So, you know, you have to, I think thinking about it like that gives you more, just gives you a little bit more space. Yeah. It gives you more opportunity to, to win. Exactly. Well, quote unquote win in terms of like achieving that goal of balance. But yeah, so I just, I think that's, that's a really just an important note for folks like to remember there's, there's always work to do, right? There's always learning. There's always refining. There's always fine tuning and it's okay to like sit down and be like, you know, what, what have I not, not done or what have I not created space for that? Like I really want to, and like, how can I do that? And how have I seen it modeled around me? And and how do I want to swag that out for myself? Exactly. So yeah, that was a left turn, but (laughs) no, no, I love it. All right. Well, we gave the folks lots of things to think about. You can take all of this and assess your calendars and your time and all of the good stuff. And we will see y'all next week or in two weeks or whatever the next podcast episode comes. We'll see y'all. We'll see y'all around. We'll see you. You know what? You'll you'll hear us when you hear us. All right. But for now, as per usual, follow us on Instagram at According to Weez and at Trudy LeBron. Go into our link in bios, sign up for our newsletters and stay connected. Check out the Institute on Trudy's side. Check out the Academy on my side, which is like my Patreon, but I took back control. So now it's on Teachable. The Academy and pretty soon you'll be able to donate to the Duran Family Foundation. And I'm very excited. That link is coming soon. So follow us, get connected. And as always, Share your favorite episode, subscribe, rate, and review. All right, y'all. We'll see you. Thank y'all for listening to this episode of That's Not How That Works. To become part of our community and to continue the conversation, please join us in the Facebook group. 
And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and if you have a moment, leave a written review because it'll help people find us. Until next time, this is Trudy. And I'm Weez. And we out.